Carnivorous couch, it happens once a week. It swallows us for two hours when we try to sleep. It forces us to watch a film about which we then speak. Carnivorous couch with Brady and Rob. Hi everybody, hi everybody, hi everybody, and welcome to another episode of Carnivorous Couch, the film podcast where we do a film a week from two film geeks. This week we did 2018's Annihilation, starring Natalie Portman, uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Gina Rodriguez, and Tessa Thompson, as well as, what's her face, uh, who was, uh, you know, plant lady. Spoilers! Uh, Plant lady was Tessa Thompson. Oh. Uh, Which one was the... White lady, the bear, who the bear, lost her mom, the bear lady, lost her duck, uh, yeah. t- Tuva Novotny. I've never heard Tuva of Novotny. Her. Yeah, okay, that's right. She was good though. Where, where do all these Novotnys come from? I, I like, I now I know uh, a Jason Novotny, a Lauren Novotny. Shout out, hey guys, um, and apparently a Tuva Novotny is an actress. <laughs> where do they come from? Where Discuss. do they come from? Where's all this stuff? Okay, uh, so we usually start out by doing from the plot Novotny synopsis, Island. even though Tess really hates it when we do plot synopsises. But you know what? Tough shit. Uh, I am going to say right now, go out and watch this movie, because even though we're about to tell you everything that happens, it's not going to be easy to follow if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about. It is quite a, a dense film. Yeah, no, no. To quote uh, Jafar Panahi, if you could tell a film, why would you make a film? Also, this film is really good. So, I mean, watch it. <laughs> uh, I was I was pulling for this one and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, um, uh, it opens with, uh, we get like a shot of a meteorite hits a lighthouse. And then it cuts to um, them giving her an interview saying, you were in for blah, blah, blah time. She's like, oh, it was like, like a couple weeks uh, and they're like, dude, you were in for like four months. What did you eat? Uh, I don't remember eating, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, all this, this dip dirt. This is Lena. She's a former U.S. Army soldier, and now she's a biologist. Yeah, that was a lifetime ago. So a lifetime ago. Now she teaches at a college. Yes. Um, and then we go to her teaching at a college, uh, and she's teaching about cell growth and cells and how they divide and how they create stuff and how they split and blah, 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 blah. And the thing about it is... That her boyfriend or husband is dead. Uh, he, well, yeah, presumed dead. Presumed dead. Yes, KIA or or just missing or we don't know. We don't know. We don't know where the guy is or what's going on with it. But she says basically that he's dead, and uh, she's gonna paint her bedroom. And as she's painting her bedroom, after she goes home. I mean, like she meets a colleague and he says, you can forget about him now. It's been a year. But uh, after that, she's painting her bedroom and he shows up. And then she's asking him the same kind of questions that are being asked uh, to her in the opening scene before this whole thing. Right. Which is like, hey, where were you? It's been a year. What the fuck? Yeah, this is Kane played by Oscar Isaac. Yes. And he doesn't know. He doesn't know the answers to any of these questions or any of this shit, right? Yeah. And then he takes a glass, of, a drink of a glass of water, and he's it's got blood on the glass. So they get an ambulance, and they're taking the ambulance away. But then the army comes in and takes him away, and they take her to the space where there's this thing, and there's like the fucking shimmer. <laughs> oh my god, the shimmer! <laughs> yes. And so basically, they're explaining to him like, uh, you know, people went in, nobody came out. Da 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 da, and basically a lot of stuff goes on. We meet Jennifer Jason Leigh. We meet uh, all these other scientists, and she decides that she wants to go in to figure out what's wrong with him because he's now deathly ill and he's got multiple organ failure. 
right? Uh, yeah. And so then we go into the shimmer, and shit starts happening. Shit gets real. They find a gator. Yeah, an uh, alligator comes in and attacks them. They're like, what the hell? The gator's got like shark teeth. And then they go in a little further and then they find some video footage of the team that went in before them, including Kane. Yep. They cut open somebody's stomach and there's like snakes inside or something. With, yeah, like, his intestines are, that is. are writhing of their own accord. Yep. yep, that happens. And then they go from there. And they uh, find the guy like he's turned into a plant. He's like mutated. His skeleton is... Flash frozen to the wall as plant matter. Yeah, essentially, like, time is dilated and, like, uh, genes are being refracted, so are radio waves, so are signals. All this stuff is just going on. You're just like, what the fuck is going on? And then they meet a bear, like a they chimera a bear, bear. <laughs> and it eats one of their it's people. Like a country bear jamboree. It's a, it's a chimera bear. It's a chimera. Chimera bear jamboree. <laughs> Hi, ladies. So anyway, I'm eat one of you. yeah, uh, the chimera bear and blah blah goes on. Eats one of them. They find her the next day, and eats uh, um, Novotny. Yes, this is after they have a conversation about should we go onward or should we not. Uh, they eventually all end up going, deciding to go onward, and then they get to a house. They're gonna camp before they go to the lighthouse. They're gonna get to the lighthouse and they're gonna follow the coast, like to get out to get in. Right, That's basically the decision they make um, at the house. Uh, you know, because all the stuff's been going crazy. The like the little gene changey shit is in their blood. Uh, some of them see their fingers moving around, like their skin is liquid, and they're just like, I don't know if I'm losing my mind or what. Um, Gina Rodriguez goes crazy and ties them all to a chair, and then she's like, I found out that your boyfriend was not killed in action, like you said. You're wearing. He's the guy who's in here. Like he's, he's the, the guy, guy we're trying to help. Yeah, you didn't tell us that. Um, that this team. It was in here afterwards, like, was your boyfriend and, you're and all that an shit. You're an interested party, so, lady. So you're a liar. Hmm. These things have liar, to be disclosed. you're a liar, I can't believe anything you said. I don't know if that bear killed that woman because you're the only one who saw it. And I don't know all this shit. And so she's going kind of wacko and everybody's freaking out. They're like, oh, no, she's going to be the death of us because she's just going to go wacko and kill us. Uh, instead, what happens is the giant bear comes in with the screaming voice of its latest victim uh, because sound apparently gets refracted into genes as well. Or uh, her last dying energy got moved into this. So basically, it's a it's a, a nightmare chimera bear with uh, that instead of growling goes no help me, uh, and it's pretty scary. It is uh, terrifying. It is terrifying. So anyway, that eats Gina Rodriguez. Then uh, and I never did find her name. I was waiting forever for them to say it again. They never. Oh, did. it's uh, Anya. Anya. Okay. So then Anya. Gets eaten by the bear. Then after that, um, Vertness, what's her name? Ventress. Ventress. Ventress goes off to the lighthouse. Um, then Natalie Portman. And uh, Josie named disappears. Lena and Josie are hanging out. And then she goes, you know what? I don't want to go to the lighthouse. I don't want to do all this stuff. So she just goes, becomes a flower person. Like she turns into flower. Yeah. Um, in front of our very eyes, kind of. Um, and then Natalie Portman goes there. She finds Ventress. Ventress uh, uh, is a like big. Uh, she's she's like the aliens inside me, and it's talking to me, and I understand it now, and blah blah blah. And then the alien like takes the uh, constituent parts of Vertness and turns it into like energy, and then it uses that constituent parts to make a clone of Natalie Portman, and then they like perform like a modern dance number together, <laughs> and. You know, then she gives it a phosphorus grenade, and basically, um, it self-destructs. 
Um, but during this whole course in time, like she sees uh, a video of Kane. What's the, what's the thing with the video? Oh, uh, it's what do you mean? Kane blowing himself up with a phosphorus grenade, and it's filmed by none other than Kane, right? Yeah, Kane films Kane incinerating himself with a phosphorus grenade. Yeah, so after the whole interview and everything, uh, she realizes that basically Kane's not Kane. Yes. And she questions him about it, and he says, are you Kane? He says, uh, she says, are you Kane? He says, I don't think so. Uh, he says, are you Lena? She's, she doesn't answer, and then both their eyes like flicker with the... The light of a thousand stars. Got the shimmer, boy. Yeah. Also, she was cheating on her husband with a colleague uh, or something yeah, like that, right? Another professor. What was that? What, and that was like part of her reason to want to go into the shimmers because he went into the shimmer because he was so heartbroken about that. And she went into the shimmer because she feels unbearable guilt. I assume. It's not like it's exactly said out loud, but that's heavily implied. Uh, oh, boy, that... Hello. I oh I I can't hear myself, so I wasn't sure if I was still going high. Okay, so that is annihilation. Yes, it is. Uh, what's the next uh, thing, Brady? Uh, I think we say how we liked it. You know, we give it we give it a little grade. We send it off with a gold sticker or a scratch and sniff grape sticker. Um, and we, you know, we send the movie off with its little trapper keeper home to its parents, hopefully with a good, good mark. Okay. Well, how did, oh, well, we got to do the, Hey, Hey, how did you like it? Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But we got to play the segment. Oh yeah, we do. Definitely. (laughs) Okay. You ready? Yeah. Hey, 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 how do we like it? I'm just telling you that, like, no dead air. I gotta, I gotta turn over here and do shit. I gotta go right, away from my right, mic I'll, so I can't I'll, fucking keep. I'll I can't keep. Jive a little better. Exactly, Brady. How did you like this movie? I like this movie a lot. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, I, it's right up there with Ex Machina for me. Uh, Alex Garland is a, an exciting talent to watch. I think he's got a a good uh, grasp of tension. Uh, so he makes movies that are, well, so it's only two movies so far, but uh, so far, you know, they, they have rich ideas, they're well acted, and he's really good at sustaining mood. This is a, a remarkably tense, um, kind of beautifully nerve-wracking film, uh, especially that bear. And uh, yeah, no, it's, I think the guy is well on his way. And this is a, you know, like I say, he avoids the sophomore slump. Uh, completely, completely avoids the sophomore slump. Uh, so yeah, I think this is brainy, beautiful, great sci-fi, and uh, I look forward to seeing it again. I think I'm going to give it a Bay Plinus. Ah uh, yes. Uh, what's his name? We did we did Blue Ruin, right? Uh yes. Uh, Green Room was. Uh, what do you think about Green Room? I like Green Room did a he, lot. Did he hit sophomore slump in that? No, no. So um, Green Room's really good. Rune is another guy who yeah, avoided so, sophomore slump. Sonier, Sonier, Rumier. Jo- I just knew it ended with Nye. <laughs> yeah, your name's French, so. Did, did you say your letter grade? Sorry, I was. <laughs> I, I, yeah, Bay Planus. Ah, uh, Bay Planus. I give this an A minus. Nice. I think it was. I think it was really good, and I mean, I like how the third section is. I mean, it's almost set up kind of like, um, kind of like uh, 2001, where the third little bit is, you know, uh, uh. Like, you know, fucking Genesis baby shit. Right. 
Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The kind of the tunnel of light, and you're being sucked into it. Your pupils are dilating, and uh, yeah, yeah. Whenever she sees that, like, freaking, uh, like the thing is really cool looking. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's a it's a very cool looking movie. Yeah, and uh, but I mean, like the so like the first act is literally the first ten minutes, right? And it's pretty much just uh, a whole thing where, um, you know. They explain that he's dead, and then he shows up, and then they get in the hospital, and blah blah blah. And then we meet the the psychologist, and she decides to go in. And they really like concisely do that in about ten, twelve minutes of the movie. Right, gets the plot wheels spinning, and it it allows the second part of the movie where they go into the shimmer and discovering all this stuff to like take its time and really breathe. Yes. And then the third act of the movie is like this really great uh it's it almost feels like a totally different movie because it you know just the scenery changes kind of like the the way it's shot and lit and stuff is even changed and, and it feels like that genesis baby uh segment uh is it called the genesis baby yeah i think so like what do you what do you call that it's like infinity and beyond no uh, there's a fucking when, there's a title that goes on in 2001 right before he goes into I was there I, that's like one of my favorite movies I forgot there's an actual There's like title. a little title that happens and it's you know The Universe Baby like there's a fucking thing for <laughs> We like people are screaming at their their headsets right now going like that's the, this baby it's the this baby I just can't think of the word God damn it I think it might be the Genesis Baby All right maybe it is the Genesis Baby yeah, if not, I apologize for taking up all your time with trying to figure out whether or not it's the Genesis baby. Or like the future child. Future child. The theme song. The time toddler. <laughs> um, so yeah, I really like this A minus. Uh, that's the main reason why. Uh, well, no, it's not the main reason why, but I mean it's one of the big reasons. It's just expertly uh, put together and very nicely sort of handled. Uh, yep, conciseness of plot and so forth and so on. Economy of plot I wrote here. Anyway, um, what's the next thing? Is uh, what do we want to do? What do we want to do next? What? Oh, you want to do what's it all about? Or do we want to go play a game? Uh, well, do we have a scene for? Sure, we do. No, we don't. We gotta we gotta do Metacritical then. Okay. Metacritical. Rob's never gonna win. A medical. Wait, Brady's the victor again. Yeah. So it's time to play. I'm gonna lose today. Metacritical, yeah, it's time to play. Hello everyone. Welcome to Metacritical, the game where we try to get as close as we can to a movie's Metacritic score, a game which seems to privilege me and my obsession with looking at Metacritic. Rob, how do you feel about that? I never look at Metacritic, and that's why I don't know what Metacritic What Are you, are you one of these Rotten Tomatoes populists? Okay, no, I'm, I'm not. However, I do hear a lot more Rotten Tomatoes stuff because we totally ganked this whole game from uh the adam carolla podcast where they do the same thing with rotten we tomatoes did. yes we ganked. so but so i listen to that podcast so i hear that all the time and so i hear a lot more about rotten tomatoes scores and that's fair it's also you know it's what my parents use i'm always beating the drum for metacritic because i think it's 
a better measure of uh, a movie score, but Rotten Tomatoes got here first, I think. Did it? I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, it caught the public consciousness early and seems to have held. Yeah, I think Rotten Tomatoes definitely did because they have fresh records from, you know, movies in 1990-whatever where Metacritic it's like, yeah, if it's from 95, they might not have gone back and done that one. They're getting so, there. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Well, the other thing is Rotten Tomatoes allows a lot more critics. So if you want to see, you know, your members of the blogosphere represented, like if we were ever, we maybe one day could be privileged to be part of Rotten Tomatoes, it'll be a lot longer than that before we're ever on Metacritic because you pretty much have to be either on a newspaper or like a major, major online publication. In other words, they don't give a crap about the little boys. They don't. All right. Snobs. Well. They hate the little guy. Okay, so we're, we're doing Annihilation. What's our first movie for Metacritic? Or we should roll through the rules real quick, right? Uh, Sure. So basically, we guess what the score is, and then however much we're off, that gets tallied to our score, and we're trying to get a low score, like golf. Yeah, it's like a golf handicap. All right. That's pretty much it. We do five Yeah, movies. that's it. Okay. <laughs> you'll, uh, you'll see how it works. Yeah, I guess so. It's explanatory. Uh, so normally what we do is we take the movie we're podcasting about, and we kind of generate from you know someone in the cast, the director maybe. Now, now the director only has one previous film, uh, Alex Garland has Ex Machina. I feel like I'm familiar enough with that one score that I wouldn't pick that. So maybe we go with Natalie Portman or or Tessa Thompson, who's certainly popping up in a lot of films these days. Yeah. Okay. Um, pick a Tessa Thompson film. Well, there's uh, Sorry to Bother You. Came out this year. Ah, uh, yes. You see that one? Um, I haven't. Uh, I did see a post by our mutual friend, Jed, that said, I saw that and now I'm... What was he? He was... I can't remember what... Sorry, Jed. You were mentioned. <laughs> he said he found the rap scene uncomfortable. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah, but he was stoked on the fact that he was watching something from Oakland and he's like, I know that intersection. I commute there. Yes, I, I, I get this. I know that. I gotta stop tapping my mic stand with my foot, damn it. Well, okay, all right, sorry to bother you then. Yeah, you should be sorry, get out. Oh, oh sorry, um, look up that I'm gonna movie. stay. Um, I'm gonna say that this, and it being an Oakland-heavy and centric year, I'm gonna say that this is probably um, high 80s, 88? Okay, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go 10 lower and say a 78. Because uh, this one's, it's so good, but... It's a weird one that it has enough of a, like, without spoiling anything, uh, some very bizarre body horror elements enter into the film, which threw some critics. Uh, it's pretty great, though. It's a good movie. Okay, so I've got 88, and you've got, what, 91? 78. 78. Okay, let's see what goes. I'm going to turn this way, Brady. Keep the dead air. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, don't keep the dead air. Fill the dead no, air. No, fill the dead air. Yeah, no, uh, I'll say, uh, people listening, you should see this movie. Lakeith Stanfield, who started in Short Term 12 and is now popping in a lot of things, including the show Atlanta, which I just started watching. It's really good. Uh, yeah, that guy's a good actor. So I got an 80. 
80, okay. Yeah, we were both pretty close, except you were two away, and I was eight away, so you're already up on me by six. Yeah, no one's pulling away yet, though. And now, let me see if I can... Okay, so, other than Lakeith Stanfield, you've got Stephen Ewan from The Walking Dead, fantastic and burning this year, and you've got Army Hammer, who's in it. We could do an Army Hammer. He... How about, let me throw us at both off by picking something that neither of us have seen and probably no one has talked about in the ensuing six years or whatever. Uh, we'll go with the Lone Ranger. Ooh. Johnny like Depp Johnny and Depp his one? headbird. Yeah, well, yeah, no one's talked about that since complaining that Johnny Depp was playing someone who was Native American. They should have used somebody who was actually Native American. And then there was an argument that was like, but Johnny Depp is part Native American? There was all Although of that. he plays William Blake and <laughs> it's like, oh well we should have you shouldn't have played William Blake in Dead Man then that Jim Jarmusch did because if you're part Native American <laughs> Oh wait, no, sorry, nobody ever makes that argument. That is not that is not a thing that's done. Yeah. Um okay, Lone Ranger, I'm gonna say that's rotten. Oh wait, no. That's not how this works. Sorry, that's the kind of low score on Medical Stick, I guess. It's definitely rotten. Yeah, I never saw it. Um, I I heard it had some really good set pieces in it, like chase scenes or whatnot. That the action was. Kind I of hear cool. that too. I hear it's batshit insane. That yeah, sounds about right. Sounds like something Johnny Depp would be into too. So what do you say? Uh, or do I? You I, go I forget. First this time. Do I go first this time? We. I think we all. Yeah, you're right. Because you did first last. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna go with a 42. Okay, and I'm gonna say it's not that low. And try to pick up six points on you and say 48. That's probably a good guess. That's the kind of score that, like, bad but kind of interestingly batshit movies often get. But Uh, it's 37. That looks pretty red. (laughs) It's 37. Okay. Shit. Well, wait. Let me make sure it's the 2013 one. It is. It's 37. What did you say? A 48? I totally said 37. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, what did I say? Aren't don't, aren't you keeping score with a pen? <laughs> yeah. Um. You. What did you say? Forty-two. And I was yeah, trying to pick up six, six points, nine. so I said forty-eight. Okay. So that's eleven for you, five for me. Great. All right. Now let me pick one. All right. We got Johnny Depp in the mix. I'm pretty good on Johnny Depp movies. Here's one: Secret Window, Secret Garden. Or wait, no, that's the name it's, of the book. I think it's, it's just, just Secret, Secret Garden. Or, no, just Secret Window, yeah. Yeah. Secret Garden's the one with the British kids, right? I saw that one. Uh, I don't know about... Oh, Secret Garden? Yeah. Oh, that's like... Yeah, that's like a prestige thing. Yes. We watched a play of that in middle school at the Lesher Center in Walnut Creek. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That and Arsenic and Old Lace, we got to do both of those at the Lesher Center, right? Oh, yeah. And The Misanthrope. Yeah, I sat next to uh, Jesse Hughes. Misan- I want to see a film version of The Misanthrope. When was the last time they made one? Oh, wait. Molly oh, no, I yeah. sat next to Jesse Hughes at The Misanthrope, but I do remember seeing Arsenic. Oh, Jesse Hughes. Shout out to Jesse Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. She's cool. Um, She's living in Virginia. God, there's so many people mentioned now. We mentioned the Novotnys, so I got to tag both them. We mentioned Jed, although I don't remember what he said. <laughs> I feel bad. Are there two Novotnys? <laughs> I don't. You, I've never. You don't know Jason or Lauren, but they're they're Mizzou folk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. And Mizzou, for those of you who are uninitiated, is the Missouri Lounge, my favorite little uh, watering hole dive down here in Berkeley. Get yourself down there to Parker and San. Is it Parker and San Pablo? Yeah, pretty much. Parker, yeah. So right on. Uh, 
what's your um oh, i guess i got a bet first i think it was i saw it i enjoyed seeing it um but i think it was poorly rated but not that poorly rated i'm gonna say high 60s let's go 69 all right i'm going 48 46 i was close yeah, you always closer on this than me. This ain't no, this ain't no fair. What is that, three movies done? That's three. Uh, right. Well, I'm going to pick another one since you picked two. All right, two. yeah, go ahead. Um, let's do this. Let's do Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one. Okay. It's Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of the Black Pearl. Directed by the same director as no. The Lone Ranger. <laughs> it's, it's Gore Verbinski. Gore Verbinski, yes, that's right. Okay, and you guess first on this. Mm, I'm going 69. I think it was fairly well rated, and it was. Uh, this was before Pirates of the Caribbean got tired. Uh, and, it was and every like I saw. Still it, a good I movie. saw it thinking it was going to be kind of a joke. I saw it with Ann Donnelly actually, another person to tag, um, and I was like pleasantly surprised and was like, "That was awesome! I loved that." Yeah, really good. And movie. I watched it many times actually. And I was a big Ebert head back in the day, so like. The big criticism I had for it w- has totally faded with time. It's still there, but it's like a ridiculous movie, so I think I can forgive it. Which is like at the end where they're fighting, they're sword fighting like him and Jeffrey Rush, but they're both zombies, so neither one can die. Right. So it's like a stakeless fight that, like, I mean, you know, in the end. What's in your head, boy? <laughs> Why are you fighting me? <laughs> but like Roger Ebert went apoplectic about this. Um, and I was yeah. in the tank for the man at the time. Still love him. Yeah. Anyway, so okay. what do you say? Um, sorry, what did you say? You said 69? 60, 60. You said, wait. Did I say 68 or 69? I said 69 about Secret Window, didn't I? Yeah, I think I said 68 on this one. Anyway, it's 68 <laughs> Sounds like now. I 69 to the Secret Window. I did not. <laughs> I did not have any romantic love in my life at that point. Um... <laughs> No, I'm going to go with, like, 82. Okay. It's probably more like 88, but I'm just going to save that six points and try to, in case it's much, much lower. 82. 82 for the... I think you're in better shape. I don't think it's 88. Okay. Come on. There we go. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, 63. Green at 63. And then one right below it that says red at 49. Oh, video game. Oh, yeah. Game Boy Advance game. So you said 82? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what am I at now? I'm at like in, in the 30s and you're like in the high teens. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the teens. Okay, so this is the tiebreaker. All right, I'm, at, I'm, I'm losing, so I'm going to pick again. Yeah. To try and make this right. And I'm, I'm just going to go freaking crazy. Oh, no, no, we can go Johnny Depp again. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, wait, is he in that? Isn't he? I think Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's what I meant. Friday the Thirteenth, the one with Jason. Nightmare on Elm Street's the one with Freddy. Correct. It's the one with Freddy, where you can't dream and and the the claw comes up in the bathtub. Yeah. Okay. I think De- at De- I just saw that for the first time. Depp's death scene is badass and messed up. I'm gonna let the dog in against my better judgment. But uh, you go ahead and guess first this time, because I guess in the 80s last time, you guess No, I you guess Okay, it's my turn to guess first. Okay, yeah. Shit. Nightmare on Elm Street. Johnny Depp. Yeah, smallish Young, role. 
Yeah, young 21 Jump Street Johnny Depp. Yep. I'm going to go... Man, I wonder how much of it gets... Because a lot of people must have reviewed this after. That's the question. And, how many reviews and it is sem- are from the it time? It is a seminal work. Yeah. So... It is. But even stuff that I think was reviewed well is getting like 60s. And it's like, yeah, it's green. It's 60, whatever. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like green to me. That sounds bad, like orangey yellow. Um, (laughs) So let me see. Um, Sugar. I've been doing it a lot instead of saying shit. I go, sugar. Something my mom used to do when I was a kid. Yeah, it's good to not swear, but I mean, also, I should swear more. Um, (laughs) Yeah, make that a resolution. Swear more. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, you Wait, isn't this still... (laughs) Isn't this still like May 7th? Um, (laughs) We'll describe this this scenario later. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go that it got better with age and got higher reviews later on and say about 68. That's pretty good. And I think you should go super low to give me a fighting chance. <laughs> go low by 20 points or something. <laughs> I don't... Go 20 points away from me in one direction or the other. <laughs> You're like, no, Rob. Le- no. All right, if I'm, if I'm genuinely going to help you, it's going to be by going a little lower. So maybe, like, maybe this thing has been appraised by its latter-day reputation, which even then, 80 seems high, but it is seminal. It's a seminal work in a not super respected genre. I know we're like exalting horror now and thank the lords, but we still don't often exalt slasher horror. But that's it. It's a seminal work. I'll go 61. That There's your fighting that's chance. very like uh, um, Barack Obama. It it, 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 it's a seminal I work. I saw it. That young man gets turned into a blood geyser in his bed. And we can't have that in this country. You voice just got really loud on the mic. I think I brought you down a bit. Well, sometimes something strikes my passion. Indeed. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street. A lot of screeching metal sounds in this, right? 76. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. What did I say? 68? Yep. And what'd you pick to help me? 61. <laughs> That's helping me a lot. Thanks. Um, That's eight for you, 15 for me. Yeah, but you were up by 20-something. Cool, but I mean, the margins will be thinner. Anyway, I guess I'm going to have to play this. Little uh, final score, you have 69, a number that you liked this round, and I have 29. Ah, sugar. A metacritical. Fuck you. So that was metacritical, and now on with the podcast. So we're just going to pull back the curtain a little bit here and say we started recording this in May. Right. Possibly April, but I think it was May, May 7th or something like that. And blah, blah, blah. Uh, do you remember, Brady? Yeah, I, I want to say May. May sounds right. I guess it could have been April. Yeah, you know. Uh, it'll be dated as such <laughs> somehow on, on the, in the directory st- structure or whatnot. 
No, we were recording this and uh, it crapped at the recording equipment crapped out on us several times. And then shortly thereafter, I got hit by a car. So we yes. haven't done anything for a little while. I'm okay, people. Kind He's of. back. Kind of. Kind of. But anyway, happy new year. Happy 2019. 2018 can suck a fat chode. And okay. <laughs> it did, except cinematically. Cinematically, it was good. No, cinematically, it was good and stuff. But just personally, because I, you know, I got hit in the head with a car. No, yes. In, in all sorts <laughs> in, in, of like, realms, personal and political, it yeah. was a big sloppy let's, dick. Let's put it this way. I envisioned that that statement means that Blanca from Street Fighter 2 picked up a car and swung it at me like a baseball bat. And then went... <laughs> so I think we've done... Uh, I mean, it's been seven months, so I'm glad I have this good of a memory, especially circumstances given. Uh, yeah. We've done Metacritical, our first game. Before that, we did uh, Hey, How Do We Like It? Uh, and before that, we did the plot synopsis. So now, what's it all about? What's it all about, Brady? What's it all about? I think I when we did this the first time, and we don't have the recording of this, but I think I was really taken in the first viewing by something the Ventress character said about oh, yeah. self-destruction. Really? Now, now, granted, I'm going to walk this back. Not walk it back. I think it is about this. Um, there's the self-destruction aspect about how, like, you know, kind of like the inner linking of self-destruction and trauma and, like, kind of like looking into the abyss. This but, is good, but I need it to make a, a, a toss-back note and interrupt you okay. as I'm one to do. Okay. Ventress, who we're talking about now, has up until this point in the podcast been referred to by me as Vinters. And now we've got the right name. Ventress. 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 Her name is Ventress. Anyway. Yeah. She's Jennifer Jason Lee. And so, you know, I, so I still like that I'm stuff. staring into the abyss, yeah. Uh, but I think what it's really about is, uh, to put it in just kind of buzzwords, I think it's about trauma and metamorphosis. And sort of this interesting non-judgmental take of like, it's neither good nor bad, but sometimes things happen to you in life sometimes very seismic potentially destructive things and, and after that like you are not the same and that maybe that the nature of life is us changing in reaction to these big events that happen to us so i really really think it's about that and sort of a non-judgmental take of well obviously this is a horror movie there's a lot that could be taken negatively but at the same time the shimmer doesn't have a consciousness. It's not doing this out of malice, but it is this well, phenomenon there's a, that there's warps a question you. as to whether or not it has a conscious or an idea, though. Oh, is there? Like, well, because it's an entity that's come and is doing this. But I mean, it just does its thing. It's it's not there because like fuck humanity or well, it's like, walking around in a zentai suit. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that the shimmer though, or is that just one more product of the shimmer? Well, I think it's that thing comes and that's the consciousness and blah blah blah, and it's just expanding outward, changing stuff. Okay, maybe. Anyway, but, but I I did cut you off again. But I'm it, sorry. It, it, no, no, it's okay. Because in any event, like what it is is just taking this very detached view of, of trauma and change, which is like, well, call it bad, call it good. At the end of the day. There are things that happen to us that radically alter us. Uh, and, and it's about coming to terms with that. It's about very different ways that these uh, really cool, vibrant female characters approach that. 
you know, the four of them or five of them rather are drawn very distinctly. Uh, even though I guess we, Novotny doesn't stick around Novotny. Her name's Shepard, uh, actress Novotny. Ah, uh, yes. No, the, uh, the bear eats her vocal cords and then screams yeah. in her voice. But you know, we get enough to know that she's dealing with the trauma. Like she's in a very grieved place having lost a child. Uh, we've got one who's kind of just completely giving way to the grief in Ventress because she's going to die. There's nothing to do. Uh, so she just wants to understand it better because there's nothing to lose. Right. Uh, you've got it's kind of the more reactionary Gina Rodriguez character. Uh, in fact, like I don't she, even feel... She says a line in there somewhere where it's like, you want to fight it. Or like, Ventures wants to fight it. You want to... Bec- uh. I know Portman wants to fight it. Yeah. Okay. And like Ventures wants to study it, or something like that. Right. And I don't want to do either of those things. And that's what the Tessa Thompson character says, who's yeah. more. And she kind of becomes it. Yeah. Because she just kind of walks into the flowers and gets gets flowerified. Yeah, she's. Child. You know, not the most accurate psychological word, but she's the meeker type. She is kind of the most a scientist in some ways and that she just wants to make her recording. She's not there to rebel against it, but at the same time, something very stressful is happening to her. And at the end of the day, she's like, fine, like I will let this thing overtake me. Well, okay. So the thing that I find interesting is they Garland has gone a long way. Alex Garland, right? The guy who made it uh, is going a long way to kind of, He's drawing this comparison, but first they sent in wave after wave of Marines who are theoretically like Natalie Portman fighting it. Right. And she is half in that world and half in this academic world of these these ladies that got sent in afterwards because, well, shit, the the first four guys we sent in didn't make it. And it they seem to allude to they've sent in more than that. Um, so, but at any rate, she's used to be a soldier that's where she met Kane and also she's um, you know a now an academic and she studies cell uh, you know cell division there's this whole thing of refraction and so forth and so on and she's kind of down in with that which is like the cell replication and this is how cells replicate that's what the thing she's teaching and she's studying cancer research right essentially well and she's interesting because she's in both worlds she's a soldier scientist but she's basically studying unchecked mutation which is what the shimmer is is just unchecked mutation refracting changing the surroundings and ever growing out of control so right there's kind of like a cancer metaphor in there as well and ventures who has cancer just walks right into it and becomes it so like her as somebody who's riddled by cancer is able to do such Right, yeah. No, I th- I think that's well said because the fact that the Marines went in first is kind of also getting at this idea of this is a phenomenon, but it's not something that you can... There's no purpose in... I, I think Garland is kind of saying there's no purpose in attributing feelings of enmity and very like antagonistic human sensations to something that just is. And, and you know... Any more than, you know, <laughs> the elevator doesn't come and you angrily punch at the buttons. Like, why? It's yeah, just, why it's a it button. Here? Why isn't it here? Like, the way things are is the way things are. But fighting and, like, reacting antagonistically to things that are adverse to us is another very human way of reacting to that. So I think it is it is a study of all the different ways that we react to adverse circumstances 
and finally coming to this very scientific place of well call it what you like but at the end of the day it's it is what it is and yeah. if you go through it you will be different and i guess maybe the best thing to do is to accept that well it seems like there's another yeah there there is a definite acceptance sort of thing which is like yeah accept these weird things because you have no control over them and that's the thing is kane uh is fighting so hard to remain human and and remain who he is that he eventually ends up killing himself and you know the doppelganger of himself is thus filming it right right and so that's him giving up uh but it was he was fighting so hard fighting so up and so um Natalie Portman's character um is also fighting 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 and then at a certain point when she gets her encounter in the what i would like to call the jupiter and beyond uh or star child sequence right right analogous to the 2001 final acts she gives into it at a certain point and realizes that she now must mimic it and and give into it at a certain point and then that's what allows her to give it uh, yeah it died absolutely the same, it died the same way as the real Kane died via phosphorus grenade by giving into it a little bit and moving with it and not fighting against it so hard. She was able to give it the death that Kane got. Right. It's a and very Zen so, approach to trauma. And so when she leaves, she's drinking water and there isn't blood in the water. So that's our indication to us that she made it out. And then she says to Kane, are you Kane? And he says, I don't think so. But obviously this is also a, you know, again, back to the cells and splitting and mitosis and, and all that, um, creating, you know, a mirror of it. Are you Kane? Well, I'm the same as Kane, but different. And I have all those thoughts and I'm a mirror of him, but no, I don't think so. I don't think I'm him. And we know, of course, that it's not him. It's not, but then maybe in a way it is. That's a mutation. Is a a clone of him like, "Eh, is it close enough? Because like, she was obviously changed by it, so is she still her? No blood in the water, though. Like if no I, blood in the water. It, would, it almost feels like if I were to get lung Just cancer, no water. <laughs> like if I were I to, to get Dave a tumor, uh, <laughs> which I don't want, but like say I was, to say that that tumor is not me just because, well, obviously I don't want the tumor, and I, I maybe don't feel too hot about the circumstances whatever radiation or carcinogen I was exposed to that led to it. But at the end of the day, that happened. Uh, Cain went through the mutative field, and this produced a doppelganger. Uh, In his case, the doppelganger survived while what was originally him died. But in a way, eh, maybe it's being too forward to say that this new doppelganger version of him isn't him. Because uh, that's all part of the process of what he went through, obviously sprung in re- in reaction to being exposed to the original Kane, which I think is like all what the movie's getting at is like we hold fast to the original versions in quotes of who we are, and, and the truth is more that we're always changing in reaction to new experiences and stimuli or yeah. something. I mean, so let's again pull back the curtain a little bit. So we watched this seven months ago, and we did rewatch it last week so that we could, you know, pick this up where we mm. left off and and do the rest of this. I feel like I had a, a much more like, I, and I also saw it in the theater before that several months, uh, and went, Brady, we got to do this one. We got to do this. One. That's how we got to it. But um, 
I feel like I probably had a lot more to say before. Neither of us could find our notes and this and that. Um, but yeah, no, the movie's really cool. I just, I, I lack the uh, ability to be super poignant on it right now, other than what I've already said, which I, well, I think, I think was, what you said is poignant yeah. and oh, uh, thanks, apropos. Uh, and I, let's say, I, I definitely have more to say this time, which isn't to say that like I wasn't aware of all of this. Uh, but you know, to the movie's credit, it's a grower. Uh, my grade has mutated shimmer like from a Bay Planus to an A minus. Uh, I think this is uh, a tremendous piece of work. I think it's actually better than Ex Machina, which is a movie I really, really like a lot. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's definitely one that is open to a lot of interpretation. And in some ways resists interpretation too. Like, I don't think it's one to just put your finger on and say that you have it because I think it's about uh, very nebulous things. I think it's about the nebulousness about of identity and kind of, yeah, that whole uh, Escher drawing of like, well, who am I and where where do I end and just like the environment that I'm surrounded by begins. Very good. Well, I mean, let's run away and do understudy. We can come back with some final thoughts. I'll try run to away. turn up something <laughs> while we're while we're doing that, and then we'll we'll pick the next movie, of which there are many possibilities that I might push for, or pull to, or do. Oh yeah, me too. All righty. Well, here we go with understudy. We're so sorry we couldn't get the actors. To do the scene from this screenplay But we've got two understudies And to be honest They're probably more famous anyway So try to catch the actors Try to guess the movies Tweet us at C-A-R-N-Y Couch This game called understudy Is happening, happening, happening Right now Hey, uh y- You floating with me? Maybe are you allowed to flirt with me? Sure. Really? No, I'm not. I'm breaking all the rules. Eh, you're mocking me, eh? Yes, I'm allowed to flirt. To prize my money away from me. To prize your money away from you, I'm allowed to do or say as I please. Except touch. We're not allowed to touch. Open your legs wider. Show me. So, uh... What would happen if I touched you now? I'd call security. And what would they do? They would ask you to leave and ask you not to come back. And if I refuse? They would remove you. These are security cameras in the ceiling. I I think it's best I don't attempt to touch you. I'd, uh, I'd like to touch you. Later. I'm not a whore. What's your job? What the fuck did he leave you? What's your job? I wouldn't pay. What what's your job? A question. Oh, I see. Yeah, you've asked me a question. So Uh it's a chink uh, in your armor there. I'm not wearing armor. Yeah. <laughs> yes you are. You know what you do. What are you calling yourself, uh Jane? Because it's my name. Ah, uh, we both know it isn't. Uh, you're all protecting your identity. There's a girl out there. She calls herself Venus. What's her real name? <laughs> Pluto. Would you like me to stop being cheeky? You're cheeky. 
Would you like me to stop being cheeky? No, no, no. What's your name? Daniel. Yeah, that's right. Daniel. Daniel the, up, Bill. the dermatologist. I never told you my uh, my job. I guessed. You're strong. There's another one out there, just uh, just judging by the scars. A recent patient of uh, Dr. Tit calls himself Cupid. Uh, he was going to tell her that Cupid was a, was a bloke. He wasn't a bloke. He was a little boy. I want you to tell me your name. <clears throat> Please. Thank you. My name is Jane. Your real name? Your real name. Thank you. My real name is Jane. <laughs> Careful now. Thank you. Still Jane. I got about another uh, 500 quid here. Uh, why don't I just give you all this money and you, you tell me what your real name is. Like, like Alice. I promise. Thank you. My real name is Plain Jane Jones. I may be rich, but I'm not stupid. What a shame, Doc. I love I'm rich and, and don't stupid. don't you fuck around with me. I apologize. Accepted. All the girls in this hellhole, pneumatic robots, the co- coked up baby dolls, and you're no different. Y'all have stage names to con yourself into being somebody else. And you don't even feel the shame when you show your cunts and assholes to complete fucking strangers. I'm trying to have a conversation here. I need a cash box. I paid for this room. This is extra. Hey, we met last year. Wrong girl. Talk to me. I am. No, talk to me in real life. I didn't know you'd be here. I know who you are. I love you. I know. I love everything about you that hurts. Uh, she won't even see me. You feel the same. I know you feel the same. You can't cry in here. Hold me. Let me hold you. We're not allowed to touch. Well, come home with me. It's safe. Let me look after you. I don't need looking after. Hey, look. Everybody needs looking after. I'm not your revenge fuck. I'll pay you. I don't need your money. I, you, you, you have my money. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is this some kind of role like... Just being polite. Get a lot of grown men crying in here, crying their guts out. Occupational hazard. Have you, have you ever desired a, a, a customer? Yes. Well, p- p- put me out of my misery. Do you, do you desire me? Because I'm being pretty fucking honest here about my feelings for you. Your feelings? Oh, whatever. Just... No, I don't desire you. Well, th- thank you. Thank you sincerely for your honesty. You, you think you haven't given anything of yourselves. You think because you don't have lovers, or likers, or desires, you think you've won. It's not a war. Eh. That was uncertain. Tweet us your answer at C-A-R-N-Y couch. So, yeah. Yeah, that was understudy. That's that whole game where, you know, we do the thing where we play a different scene by impersonating other actors. And you've got to guess either the scene or the actors, preferably both. Yeah. And then you tweet us at C-A-R-N-Y couch on Twitter. And we'll do a movie of your choosing if you get it right. Oh, yeah. We're not still doing the women's shoes. Oh, yeah. That was a long time ago. Whatever (laughs) happened with that? (laughs) No one ever guessed. (laughs) No one ever guessed. Oh, darn. What were we going to do? You I don't know. Or I was gonna like wear a sundress or something and walk around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, no, I was gonna say it. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but there's a certain uh, supervillain voice I could have gone with that actor. I was trying not to do 
that certain very, very recognizable supervillain voice. I mean, I was doing a guy who was just broken up and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, um, so do we have more to talk about with this movie? I'm kind of at a loss. If you got something to wrap up with, that'd be cool. I got a, f- uh, a couple more talking points. Uh, one thing I like is that uh, I think it's interesting, the self-destruction versus like the evolution thing, which is kind of like, in a way, what mutation is. It's like the uh, either, <laughs> like in a way you're being eradicated, uh, but in another way, you're just becoming a totally different form. And I think that's interesting when you consider the title Annihilation, that it can either mean this like, very all-consuming destruction or it can also just mean you know the annihilation of what came before for something new yeah i mean there's something that Vinters says at the end after she's already been changed by and found the thing and this and that and um she's like you know it, it won't stop until it's finished uh until it's consumed everything mm-hmm. well what does it want annihilation so yeah no i mean it's the question of whether that means, does it mean annihilation or does it mean, I just want to change everything? Which in, is also annihilation in a way because it's, it's removing the old way. Right. Yeah, no, you, well, I guess the idea is that you kind of have to annihilate the old in order to have anything new. Yeah, and, and I think it's about people foisting, uh, you know, whether you should force negative feelings onto that or if it's just in the nature of things to not stay the way they are. Right. Things come along. It's not that they're pissed and they're trying to be evil. They're just doing their thing and that is in conflict with yours. So they're just shimmering. get the fuck out. They're shimmering, baby. Yeah. We, we got the shimmer going here, Cher. Why, why you got to yeah, block their shimmer? Yeah. Shimmer blockers. Hashtag shimmer blockers. Hashtag carny couch. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I got. No, what else do I got? Uh, I wrote something down here. Hashtag me too. Oh, well, no, I was going to echo what you said, you said earlier. Um, I like how economical this is. And that's particularly noteworthy because it's, it's a movie in terms of its plotting where it's not like not much happens, but it follows like a pretty concise form. You know, they go on the mission. They're only there a couple of days, I think. Uh, you know, one by one, things happen to them. It feels so self-contained. The thing is, it's not actually a short movie. It's it's two full hours, but it feels very self-contained, which yeah. I like. I was going to say that it's not that long, but it feels long because it's very dense. I mean, two hours is getting toward being long, I guess. Yeah, I actually didn't realize it was that long. I thought it was like an hour 50, hour 45 or something. But Yeah, which means, yeah, I mean, good, like you say, good, good economy of storytelling in this movie yeah and they well and since it revolves around natalie portman's character um you could fill that in for me if you want you didn't last time i i looked at you kind of like oh oh you the name yeah lena there we go it <laughs> follows lena around at first i was like nina i, I promise i prepped for this many times lena I've seen the is movie a three liar times and <laughs> yes lena's a liar we know that lena's a liar okay but gina rodriguez and <laughs> um, Gina Rodriguez. Was she in Lost? Well, okay, she got. No, she, no that's Michelle Rodriguez. That's Michelle Rodriguez. That's a different Rodriguez. That's a different okay. Rodriguez. But was she in Anaconda? 
Probably not. Okay. Gina Rodriguez is newer. She got a lot of acclaim for a TV show called Jane the Virgin. Okay. And now she's popping up. Uh, also, if you keep up with memes, which I don't know if you do because I don't, but I for some reason this year What's I was a meme? like, <laughs> I know about memes. I just don't know what a meme is. Uh, but but I know from memes that Gina Rodriguez is Kolka. Or oh oh okay. It's it's. Have you heard of Zendaya is Michi? No. It's basically just like a guy with a Broadway voice and he finds posters of this like movie called Smallfoot that's about Sasquatches. And it has that thing with posters where it's just like Brad Pitt is Captain whatever. And so it's a bunch of posters with names and it just says like Zendaya is Michi, Gina Rodriguez is Kolka. And he starts singing about it. Okay, Darmok and Gelada Tanagra. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> when the walls fell. Um. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've I've never. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put any uh, hurting on myself by saying ah, I don't I don't really get memes. <laughs> uh, because otherwise everybody will come after me on Twitter. Hey, maybe we'll generate some traffic. It's uh, <laughs> like fuck your memes. <laughs> come at me, bro. If it gets people to listen to this podcast, um, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take the hit. Well, okay. Um, Here's the other thing I'll say is like, uh, as I am wont to do, I'm talking like very abstractly about the movie's themes and stuff, which is a great portion of what makes it great. But what I want to convey is also just what a cool visual work this is, like how pretty it is, and in a way that I think feeds very in very pretty. Yeah. yeah and I think it like feeds into the themes, which is really nice. And the one thing I'm thinking about is kind of the way that the visuals in this, which have some astounding CGI, you know, g- giving CGI a good name. This is like thoughtful, interesting, like, you know, take, for example, that like vegetable guy, which is a horrific image. But it's also kind of pretty. Like even Maddie, who like isn't the type of person who's going to want to watch gory things, was like, well, you know what? That's like it's like a sculpture. That's like kind of pretty, it's, and that's it's this very movie's Giger, game, right? Yeah, I think the movie's game is just like sinister and beautiful. Sometimes a little more one than the other, but like the the flower people, that's so bone chilling while being pretty. And, and I also want to say, like a visual that stuck with me this time, I really like when she starts shooting at her doppelganger, and it like makes all these like filigrees off her body, where it's like. That's like, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. There's an interesting tension between the negative and and genuine beauty in this idea of, like, things mutating and taking this strange course. Uh, and, you know, all of that intellectualizing aside, it's really cool to look at. Well, you very good. I think, I think we covered the film pretty well. Um, I wish I could do this a little bit more justice, and if I think of anything, so I'll just... You know, we we have from time to time been like, hey, some things we missed last podcast, you know. Actually, I think we just did that our second episode in no other time. But that was uh, uh, kind of rehashing Cool Hand Luke, right? Yeah. Cool Hand Luke was our first one. Cool Hand Luke was our first. Yeah, check it out. Number one, Cool Hand Luke. Anyway. um, So wh- one more question. Would you give anyone uh, best in show here? Any performances that stuck with you? That's tough. Um, 
I mean, I really liked Portman's performance, and I really liked. Uh, I, I I like the Tessa Thompson character. I guess it's not. I'm not as huge on the performance. I might. I, I, I really like that. One, I think actually. her performance was good and stuff, but I think it's. I really like that character, and I yeah. Like, I like the. Yeah, it's hard to separate the character from the performance, but I uh, yeah. I would go the the lady who played Venters. Ventress. Ventress. Shit. <laughs> well, we're back to full circle on Act One. And that, I know her name, and I said it out loud at the beginning in the plot. But, but, uh, but yes. Um, yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee. Thank you. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Look, I have an excuse. I can't think of names of actors anymore, and I have an excuse. And I'll try, people, I'll try to get better, uh, but I got some rebuilding to do. Okay. So, um, we'll see if that starts happening in May. Um, so well, that's Annihilation. That's Annihilation. And I uh, have pulled up this draft page that uh, you might have seen it, Brady. I remember uh, one point back. So, some news on me. Aside from getting injured, I also then got promoted to working more. And then promoted to working even more. And uh, then I got... Um, promoted to hey i'm legit like a broadcast maintenance engineer now kudos which makes this hard to release as well because i work from like 2 a.m to 2 p.m and then go back to bed um but at any rate when i used to work in the newsroom i used to put on the movies channels and i saw a bunch of movies that were floating around on the old classic movies channels and i'd like to list them now as possible suggestions although there's a must for next one but at any rate all right but let's hear let's hear them all the list here is marnie which is a Hitchcock from 1964. Mm. It actually sounds <laughs> like just the title, Marnie. It's about a small girl, Marnie. Um, it sounds like, uh, you know, lighthearted and stuff. No, no, it's about post-traumatic stress before people knew what post-traumatic stress was. <laughs> yes. Um, it only sounds like it's about your grandmother when she was young. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, then The Fly from 1986. Ooh, I still need to see that. The Razor's Edge, of which there are two versions, but I'm going for the 1984 Bill Murray version. Okay. Uh, which, you know, in the opening scene, uh, he just walks up and, like, takes some... He makes a guy, like, look over there and just takes his bottle of whiskey and starts drinking it. And he's like, hey, you can't have that. And he just hands it back to him after he's chuckled. <laughs> um, Good. And then he... Uh, it's, it's about a guy who goes to, like, India and then, like, gets enlightened, basically... Uh, but he's in the war and he works in a mine and and, and it's a Forrest Gump sort of you know has many different chapters of his life and you go through them all Um, First Reformed ooh great movie which I haven't seen great and uh, yeah that's one from this I've seen like four movies this year for various reasons Um, Adam's Family from 1991 the first one Mm -hmm. the first movie and then Don't Look Now which I forget what that is is it, that uh, from this year too? No, it's from 1973. It had a relationship. Um, one of my favorite podcasts on film is Your Next Picture Show. And they did Don't Look Now in relationship to... I think First Reformed. No, they did in relationship to the Cloverfield Paradox. Don't Look Now is about a blind woman who's in um, the house and... Oh, is that the Audrey Hepburn? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So there's that, but there's a thing that we have to do that's a must. Wait, hold is, on, no, no, it's not. Which is <laughs> Running Man. There's, it's a different one because I know Don't Look Now. That's one oh, of my okay. favorite films of all time. Shit. That's a that's a horror. Oh, no, it's the horror where they try to rob the blind guy. No, no, no. it's about oh, like I'm sorry. a couple that's lost a daughter and they're in Venice. Oh right, okay. What yeah, was I thinking of with the Audrey Hepburn one? But that's that's the, that's something else. Something else. Look, or, oh God, right? I it, it's another look one. Okay, look, we're gonna get back into the swing of this, and we'll be better at these kind of little things and a little more encyclopedic in our knowledge of film and film history, uh, as we used to be. And look, we gotta flex some muscles. Yeah, and, well, yeah. It's like going to the gym. Yeah. So um, we don't want to flex the muscles. We want to build them up we again. Build- yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Don't Look Now is, uh, they did that, there was, I guess it was Hereditary? Oh, I think yeah. they did it in comparison to Hereditary. Oh, okay, that's a good, that's um, a good companion. Right, so, uh, that's the whole, child has died, but child is still around, or he's still seeing the child, or is he, or, right. Right, yeah. Okay, so, that's, that's a list of things to consider, and I guess now that I've said it, I'll actually put this post up on the on the web at of course dub 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 carnivorousstudios.com if you go to carnivoruscouch.com you'll get forwarded so that works too um but the thing that i think we must do a podcast on that i actually really want to vote for is running man which is uh, tell me what that is arnold schwarzenegger is in uh he's a cop who gets framed for a murder and then the running man is like a tv show it's like the 80s tastic movie it's like a TV show like Smash TV where these gladiators like they go into this race and blah, Oh blah. yeah, okay. And he they they you know, he gets imprisoned, he gets framed and imprisoned and stuff like that and he keeps like escaping, but then like the guy who runs the TV show is like go capture him because I really want him on my show. <laughs> <laughs> so is it like early Hunger Games? Um I haven't seen it, so Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. So yes. I mean, I saw it. Uh, there's a place I like to go for pizza. Shout out to Lane Splitter Pizza. Um, yeah. And the the Sponsor awesome lady us. who works on Tuesdays always has classic movies up on the TV. So Running Man was on one day. Okay. And uh, okay. I, you know, I kind of told her, yeah, we'll do a podcast on it because she wanted to watch it with her boyfriend. <laughs> She's like, I shouldn't put this on right now. But you know what? We've been saying we're going to watch it for. I'm just going to watch it. <laughs> So I, w- I watched most of it. Gremlins 2 was also on that day, and that would be a good one to oh, do. Oh, cool. I finally like saw Gremlins, Gremlins for the yeah. first time, and I loved it. All right, so you got suggestions as well? I just threw out a billion. Yeah, uh, I'll... Uh, it was actually like eight, but... I do support the idea of uh, catching up on stuff from this year. Uh, so since you put First Reformed out there, which is a top, top movie, I'll put another one, which I think you'll dig... Um, and which I need to re-see and which Tess will never watch with me again. Uh, but I'm going to put Mandy starring Nicolas Cage. Um, wait, my sister is starring Nicolas. I don't get it. Yeah. Actually. Mandy. <laughs> Mandy. <laughs> you, uh, I'll say you, you don't want to be Mandy in this movie, but it's really cool. It's a trippy, trippy revenge film, uh, with some crazy visuals and, uh, yeah, it's utterly insane, and I would like to rewatch it for my own list purposes. Alrighty. Uh, anything else? 
Anything else? Uh, I'll throw up six. I mean, eight. I mean, a billion. Yeah, I'll... Okay, fine. I'll also throw in the new Spider-Man, uh, which is super cool. Is that the Into the Spider-Verse? Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, Maddie really wants to watch that, and we haven't seen it yet because we haven't managed to make it work. But and uh, another movie I love this year that I still have only seen the one time is uh, Black Klansman, the new Spike Lee. I really want to see that. It's it's great. It's so good. All righty. So um, those are... Yeah, those are my three. Okay, so let's uh, nominate one. Okay, so now I nominate one. Well, I said Mandy first, so I'll stick with it. Okay, and I'm going to go with Running Man, even though those other ones are fine choices as well. And let's let's do one, two, three, shoot, and pick evens or right. odds. Two so, out of three, right? So on the table here, some, some interesting uh, action cinema, I guess, in a way. Though I'm sure that doesn't fully do either one justice. All right, let's shoot. All right. Well, uh, wait, are you picking evens or odds? Uh, evens. All right. One, two, three, shoot. That's odd. <laughs> so I won You're that. very good at this game. We're doing two out of three. Oh, oh, are we? So I'll pick evens or odds this time. Okay. Odds. One, two, three, shoot. That's an even. I did two, you did two. Okay. So now we're one and one. One and one. Evens or odds? Evens. One, two, three, shoot. Shit. I meant no, you got it. Oh, yeah, that's odd. Yeah, that's odd. Cool, you could have screwed me on that. No, no. <laughs> the Running Man wins. Hey, so we're going to do Running Man next week. All right, I've well, never seen n- it. next week. Okay, so that's something we should say. Yeah, but we don't know. We'll find. You'll be able to find out from the next release. <laughs> yes. Uh, because we'll change the theme song if it's the case. We might start doing this every other week. Watch one week, record the next week. But yeah, we might. Just just keep an eye out for our next podcast, and then you'll be like, oh, yeah. Dude. Uh, they're doing it every other week now, as opposed to once every seven months. Yeah, that's an improvement. not to get hit by any other moving vehicles. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. 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 Uh, so, let me see. Uh, what, what do we usually yell before we <laughs> hit the theme song? Uh, someone's name? Someone who is... Mentioned on the cast usually. God, but that was so many people. I mentioned Jason Novotny, Lauren Novotny, uh, Ann Donnelly, uh, Jed Hart, <laughs> Jesse Hughes. I don't know. Pick someone who you think really should listen to this episode. Uh, three, two, one. Jesse Hughes theme song. Carnivorous couch, it happens once a week It swallows us for two hours when we try to sleep It forces us to watch a film about which we then speak Carnivorous couch With Brady and Rob Chimera Bear Jamboree <laughs> <laughs> Hi ladies so anyway, I'm gonna eat one of you